Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hello and welcome to Jen Taylor Rerouting, where being rude is never acceptable, but sarcasm is welcome and swearing isn't always a bad option. Let's get started. Hi and welcome to Moms Running It. Today I have with me Brian Williams, president and founder of thinkkindness.org. Thinkkindness.org can be found online and basically you can link anything from that uh, website. Brian, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to go over some of the um, kind of basic information real quick. Your mission is to inspire measurable acts of kindness in schools and communities around the world. And um, you've really pinpointed that demographic of the schools. You work with elementary schools, junior high, uh, middle school, high school. And you travel the country. And your challenge is 15 days of kindness. So tell me a little bit about thinkkindness.org, and then we'll kind of go back in time a little bit. Yeah, so, so Think Kindness was a nonprofit organization that I started in 2009. And it has the sole mission of his, of his of inspiring measurable random acts of kindness in schools and communities around the country. And so basically every year we go and we carry out seemingly simple acts of kindness or inspire seemingly simple acts of kindness in schools. And so typically we have um, two different main types of programs. Uh, the first type of program is where we go into a school and we challenge a massive kindness takeover in 15 days. So we go right. in, we challenge a school, to, you know, to carry as many acts of kindness as they humanly possibly can in a 15-day period. The next program, which we just launched this year, is a year-round program. And so we actually create a, a leadership team with the sole responsibility of inspiring and instigating acts of kindness within their school community. And so that team um, works with us throughout the year, and we also connect them with other, what we call our kindness crews, with other kindness crews around the country. Okay. Now I saw you do approximately a dozen ish school um, talks per month all around, all around the nation. There's Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Virginia, California. You're here in Reno, Nevada, although we've never met, but on Facebook we have 31 friends in common. So clearly, <laughs> it's just a seven degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, you have now, it started out with just you. And now you have, and, and we will go back to that, you have um, a program director, a secretary, four other directors, and you have four or five other public speakers that kind of, you do an hour of public speaking within the school, correct? And then you inspire them to do 15 days. Yeah, yeah, so it starts, uh, it starts with doing a, a, yeah, a keynote presentation, but then where the biggest impact comes is the, the call to action that we leave behind. Right, and I love that call to action. And um, so, you know, I stalk people before they come on my podcast, and um, there's a kindness music video. You have a blog and a podcast attached to your website, um, Facebook page, like most, all the social media that most people have. But the kindness music video was done by Union Hill Elementary School uh, to the song Ice Ice Baby, and it's called yeah. Kindness Kind. And I don't care how bad of a day you're having. And I wasn't having a great day the day I saw it. Uh, there's no way you can't giggle when you watch this video. 
And so it's, it's kind of inspiring schools, I'm guessing, to do, I know you have the second program, but even in that 15-day program, it's sort of the pay it forward philosophy. You just do something with no, um, no goal to receive anything in, in turn. You're just yep. being kind to be kind. Um, but that starts this sort of, it's a compound interest philosophy uh, where it starts to work towards you and things like this video, I'm sure, come out of it. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, that school really took their challenge to a completely different level. And every school <laughs> takes it. Every school adds their own unique twists and turns. We, we, we create the program to be malleable because every student body is a little bit different. Every student body um, has different causes or charities that they care about. And we want to emphasize that it doesn't really matter what the act of kindness is. It's the fact that you want to carry out intentional acts of kindness every day. And, and if every single person did that, if every single person just chased one charity that touched their heart, whether it's, uh, you know, cancer, humanitarian related or animal rights or, um, you know, things like environmental, it doesn't really matter. The, what matters is, is that someone is intentionally looking for ways to make a difference in the world. And so with that video per se, we, we ask this, the students to look deep into what skills and talents and resources and connections that you have and find a way to take those passions and those talents and use them in a way to make a difference in the world. And so social media is a, obviously it's a blessing and a curse, um, but how can you use social media in a way that changes the world? Because we all know the amazing things that happens with social media. And of course, we also hear about all the negative things as well, but it's here to stay. So why don't we figure out a way to intentionally use it in a way that makes a difference? If you're good at video editing, if you're good at songwriting, if you're good at singing, if you're good at art, um, you know, math, science, it doesn't matter. Find a way to use those in a way that makes a difference. And so that was a perfect example on where students um, just used iPads and and another student wrote a song and they turned it into this amazing music video which probably took a lot of planning and things like that and you know just even looking at it from the top level is from a service learning project is what did they learn from that educationally but also made a difference and created right. that ripple and the ripple is pretty amazing now you did um another thing <laughs> Every, I swear, whether you're on the Facebook page or the website or just kind of trolling through stuff on the internet, and I understand that this is part of the intent, but there's no way not to smile or to giggle or to just want to be involved in the kindness movement. And uh, you were, you and Gary were shouting compliments at like a really busy intersection. I'm not sure where it was. And uh, I mean, there was there was a taxi cab in part of this video and you were like uber's got nothing on you and there's <laughs> it was just phenomenally amazing and so that sort of thing is happening everywhere you go um and i remember the movie pay it forward that well, i don't cry often but that's one that there was no way at the end to not absolutely sob and you're doing that same thing. It's not in a bad way, not in a, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so awful, but in a good way. Um, and so people need to just check out, go on to thinkkindness.org, look at your Facebook page, which is just Think Kindness, and watch, I'm telling you, if you have a bad day at all, all you have to do is click on any video anywhere on there, and you're going to be giggling. There's no, no way around it. So I want to take things back, though, 
you are a fourth degree black belt, which is incredibly impressive. Congratulations on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're originally from Reno, Nevada? Yes. Yep. Originally from Reno. Okay. And you're, um, you take that black belt philosophy uh, a lot. It's, it's kind of a trend throughout a lot of your information. You have a saying that it's a, it's a kindness is the best defense. Yeah. It's uh, kindness is one of the simplest, most basic fundamentals of life. And you call your, your little helpers kindness ninjas. And we all want to be ninjas. Yeah. Ninjas yeah. are awesome. So I read your bio in my stalking. And it said that you had lived, you moved to LA and you were studying martial arts and you asked the person that you were studying with, you know, kind of this conversation about people being kind. And so it was kind of like, well, how do you get a million acts of kindness? And then there was a witness, a story about a boy in the bank. So go take me back to LA and I may have things out of order and tell me about that. How this all happened. Well, it started actually, you know, when I was a sophomore in college, I, um, there's a university of Nevada has a, a a marketing competition class called the, um, the IMC and it's integrated marketing communications. And it's basically a class that's 50% advertising majors, 50% marketing majors. And it's typically reserved, reserved for individuals that are in their graduate programs or um, about to graduate with their bachelors. And so here I was a sophomore, wasn't actually officially admitted to the business school. And I begged, pleaded, and did what I could to get into that class because I, I, I just, you know, um, basically all the, all the prerequisites were is I just needed a signature for let, to allow me into it. And I was really good at graphics and video, which was a skill set that the class was lacking. So they let me in. Um, and basically, this class competes with Stanford, Notre Dame, uh, NYU, San Francisco Art Institute. Um, and there's a national um, brand that everyone works to writing a, a national PR campaign for. And so ours was the Toyota Matrix. And so we are competing against all these schools come up with the ad campaign for the Toyota Matrix. And, um, and we, had, we made it to the regionals. We made it to the semifinals. And then we're out in Texas presenting to the executives of Toyota, executives of Saatchi and Saatchi, Procter and Gamble, with us and all the other finalists of the top five schools across the US. And I was the only one to really show up and, and shake a hand and hand someone a resume. And at the time, my resume is fairly, I don't want to say it's bleak, but I mean, in comparison, you're a sophomore in college, it's not like super in depth. And, uh, and so within two weeks, I started getting job offers. And so I had a job offer uh, doing, uh, working in the marketing department at Walt Disney World. Obviously, I accepted. In my mind, I'm like, sweet, I'm a sophomore getting marketing jobs without a degree. Why continue going to school, right? I mean, obviously, I wasn't really smart at that time, apparently. But, and so I accepted. But then like two weeks before, I got cold feet. And um, I decided to not pursue that. And I accepted an internship position working in the film industry on the production side, uh, the business side of the film industry down in Los Angeles. And um, what was supposed to be a three month internship turned, it, turned into like a seven year <laughs> long term stay. And while I was in LA, I held a very uh, different type of corporate position. So, um, you know, I left that internship as a corporate fitness manager for a large 
fitness gym. I had over like, I think almost like 300 employees that I managed. Um, I went on to being a marketing director for the largest commodity brokerage firm in Southern California to uh, running a, a, a mortgage um, business in, in Long Beach, or not Long Beach, in um, outside Laguna, and then open up a martial arts school. All that was before the age of 24. And, um, and so I held all these really suit and tie positions. And I hate, I hate suit and ties. I'm definitely like a, a shorts and sandals type of laid back guy. I don't know. In martial arts, when growing up teaching and stuff like that, you're just wearing pajamas all day. It's awesome. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and so then, then my dad got diagnosed with autoimmune disease. And so I had really had to have a heart to heart on, did I, do I really feel like this is where my calling is? Part of me wanted to stay in LA because of the the fact like I can beat LA, like I can make it here. And the fact like, you know, I looked at it as a challenge on it's expensive. It's exp expensive to live here. It's expensive to make it. And I looked at it like, I can do that. And not because I wanted to, just because I wanted to just to, to beat the system and to, and to prove to myself that I could. Um, and family is really important to me. So I ended up selling the martial arts school, moved home, went from, those positions to living back home in my in my room at my parents' house. And I still had scholarship funds remaining at the university. So I went back to school part-time. And then um, that's when I had that heart-to-heart -heart conversation with my martial arts instructor. And we were just catching up. And in that conversation, he asked, you know, what would it be like if you could show the world a million random acts of kindness? And I really wrapped my head around that. And at the time, I really was thinking about going into motivational speaking, but how what would I speak about? You know, most motivational speakers, they've made a million dollars in like 60 days or they've been shot or they have a near death experience or something horrible happened and they're talking about it. You know, I had a great childhood. I, you know, I didn't really have any massive amount of adversity to talk about. I could give just a hoorah, achieve your dream speech, but um, I felt like that would be phony um, just because I haven't done that yet. And so I was really like contemplating and, and then, then I thought, well, what if we did just focus on kindness? Because growing up, we learned that kindness is the ultimate form of self-defense, not kicks and punches. We learned that, you know, if a picture is worth a thousand words, an act of kindness is worth a thousand pictures. And so if, if we, I could inspire a kinder generation, I can make an even bigger impact in the world. And so we, so that's when I started brainstorming. I have nine school teachers in my family. And so I go, well, rather than be a one hour keynote, like most speakers, they jump on stage, they talk for an hour and they're gone. And, and they charge a hefty amount for that, anywhere from 2,500 to $5,000 for an hour. And, um, and so I, if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it in a way that was affordable. I wanted to do it in a way that uh, would create sustained impact. And so that's when we came up with the 15 days that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call them to action and then from there, let them test drive making a difference. If a child can test drive doing intentional acts of kindness, he's gonna, he or she is going to feel the impact of that and that in turn is going to inspire them further. I think it's kind of astounding because you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm a motivational speaker and part of that is the triumph over tragedy. And for you to not have that situation and have a more idyllic uh, life growing up, even in LA, I mean, you're right. A lot of people can't make it and you were kicking ass and taking names. So, you know, 
a lot of people fail at all that stuff. You, you had a great situation and just wanted to pass on other great situations with kids now. Um, and so Brian, how old are you now? I'm 34. Okay. So this was 10 years ago. I'm trying to kind of get a timeline. So you moved back 10 years ago and I'm glad you brought up the fact that you had nine teachers in your family. Um, so what a great, what a great demographic to work with. These are kids where, uh, I've got 10 years on you, but back when we were in school, I remember the biggest thing really was alcohol and pot. And if cocaine was around, that was like, that was huge. And now you can have a gummy bear that's laced with meth. I mean, the world's a different place and um, suicide rates go up. Also in Washoe County, I don't know how you work statistics because you work all over the nation, but we have one of the highest unemployment rates, highest suicide rates, highest divorce rates. Why that is, I'm not sure, because I think this is a phenomenally wonderful place to live. But you're working here locally in Washoe County with a demographic of kids that are kind of a mess. So how have you seen, tell me about the changes. Give me, what's the, what was the biggest surprise when you started launching this initially? Well, when I first started, I, I had to look at how to fund it and make it work. And that's when I decided to do the, the nonprofit side. And, you know, um, unfortunately, there's no real degree in public speaking. There's no degree in nonprofit management. That's kind of just learn as you do, as you go. So, um, you know, I really had to take a step back and we need a website. I don't know how to design a website. I don't have money to pay for a website. Guess I'm learning how to design a website <laughs> uh, and to, to PR, to accounting, to everything. And so it, it's very stressful as I'm sure, you know, um, running your own business. Um, but it's, it's those, it's the constant feedback from the kids that you impact that keep you going. And so, and that was kind of one of my very first, first speeches is there was a girl and, um, and she, I got this letter and in, in, uh, in this specific speech, my speech has changed a lot since this one, this was one of my very first iterations, but I talked at the time I talked about like, you're, you're in your life, you're dealt a series of cards and you don't get to choose what cards you're dealt. You don't get to turn any of them back in. You're just dealt whatever you have. And the thing is, is some people can take a losing hand and still come out winning. Um, and I go over all these examples of people where they, they know who they are from um, uh, Jim Carrey to Oprah Winfrey to um, Thomas Edison to all these individuals that you know who they are, but a lot of them don't know their backstory. You know, Jim Carrey was, was homeless all the way up or, and lived out of a trailer all the way up through high school. His parents laughed at him when he said he wanted to be a comedian and be in the movies. Um, and, but yet they think of him as like, oh, well, he's rich and famous. It's easy for him to, to talk. Well, he's been through the trenches. And the thing is, is he got dealt a losing hand where most people would expect him to quit and most people would expect him to fold. Um, but some people can take those losing hands and still win with them. And so I got an email um, from a student that says, I was dealt a losing hand. This is what I was dealt. And basically, I don't know a lot about narcolepsy, but she has 
several different types of narcolepsy. She's on all these medications. These medications have side effects, including depression, anxiety, um, uh, weight gain. And it, but in the email, she had this one sentence, I'm taking up space in the halls, I'm running from life, and I'm running fast. Please help. Um, which is a suicide statement. That's yes. exactly what that is. Yes, it is. And, and so I went to my mom, I showed her the email, um, and you could tell going back, it was like an email that she probably created just to send this, just to keep it anonymous. And I consulted some counselors just to make sure that my, my response had to be very pinpoint. Um, and, and so we drafted a response and in this specific campaign, their 15 day call to action, we were doing a bunch of stuff. But one thing in particular is we were doing this event to help local homeless. And I said, look, I want you to come to this event. Obviously I don't know who you are, but just please come and say hi and, and, and take part, know that your life has a purpose. And so I didn't hear from her for a good six weeks. I get this email back and says, I just want to touch base from you. I went to the event, I said, hi, you gave me a hug, thank you so much. And I sat down next to this guy and we had this amazing conversation and he started crying. And all of a sudden he gave me a hug and, he's, and she's like, thank you so much for doing this. Um, and in that response, um, that's what was like, okay, maybe my message can be heard. Maybe I can have an impact. Um, you know, then another one, we created a, a program called Kindness Cards, which tracks acts of kindness online. And, uh, and so where you go on and you, you do an act of kindness for somebody, and then uh, it comes with a unique code and you leave them a card. Well, there's one lady that um, she got a card from someone um, and one, one person ended up buying it for a classroom. Then a classroom uh, ended up doing, doing something for another teacher. And then the teacher ended up passing it along to an, another teacher. But this time it said like, hey, I was in your classroom when the Twin Towers fell. And I remember watching the TVs, realizing my mom was inside. And the hug that you gave me, I will never forget. And so all this is just online. And you just see this comment stream, just go and go and go. And, and you're like, wow, that was just one thing that I happen to have a, a hand in. Um, you know, now the stories have gone even bigger. We have uh, a high school student that was in one of our speeches actually came to Africa with us. We do a bunch of stuff in Africa and um, came back, life totally changed. And he started a soap program where um, he, you make soap here in the States, all the proceeds go to pay for orphans and orphanages to make soap and turn it into a business to raise money for the orphanage. Well, he's donated almost a quarter of a million bars of soap in a year. He's going to be in Whole Foods. And he, right now he's making soap out of his college dorm room and he's selling it to Whole Foods and all these things. And it was just from one trip, but yet he's donated over a quarter of a million bars of soap to the point that the doctors in rural villages are noticing an actual measurable impact in the improvement of health in a community based on the fact that they have access to soap and hygiene products because of a high school student in college is willing to stay up late and make soap out of his dorm room. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and let alone he's, he has like 15 people on payroll, orphans that are, you know, had no idea. Now they have a skill, a talent, they're learning business just because of a high school student that happened to be in one of my assemblies. Um, so it's things like that, but I'm not going to lie. There's always times where you want to quit running a business, you know, I mean, running a nonprofit's tough. There's, you don't know where your funding is coming from all the time. You don't know 
uh, where the, um, what the next step is going to be. Um, and, and sometimes you think it'd be easier to have a typical nine to five salary job definitely has its appealing sides to it as well. Um, you know, uh, the other bad part about being an entrepreneur is that you're always working, you know, you don't really have office hours. I need to get better at that to shut off my computer, but I can't, I don't know. It's just a mental thing. Um, but it's those emails that, that come in that keep me going and keep me pushing to grow the organization and the impact. Man, I mean, what can you even say about that? And a huge part of my platform is that same different pay it forward than you. But for me, the person who made the biggest pivotal difference was my third grade teacher. And I talk about her a lot. And when I talk to her, she minimizes it. But the lesson that I learned from that is that just by being ourselves, going through our day-to-day -day lives, we have the ability to make an enormous impact in the life of another person and we may never know. Yeah. We may never know. And what I love about your nonprofit is that sometimes you know. Um, and we should go through life not needing to know. But like you said, there are a lot of things that would be easier that you could trade in. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and knowing that you're making that in impact, having that, that feed, um, and the, the comment feed that shows it goes from one to the other because everything in life I think is compound interest and it works for you or against you. And a huge part of compound interest is your attitude. So I can go through Starbucks, right? And the guy can get my order wrong. The barista screws it up and I can be pissed off and light into him. And I think that in our society, we do a lot of that. It's super easy to be negative, so yeah. easy to be a jerk. And I could be, you know, you didn't even get my order right. I, but when we go through that same line and that person makes us smile, we don't often take two seconds. We'll take 10 minutes to rip into people, but we don't take that two to 30 seconds to say, your upbeat attitude made my whole day. You made me smile. And I just want to say, thank you. We, we don't often do that. And that's, a big push with me is that just in your attitude towards other people, you have the propensity to make an enormous impact. And I love that you can quantify it even just a little bit, just a little bit enough to keep you going. Yep. So that's phenomenal. So, wow. I mean, how do you build off of those stories? So in 10 years, since you started this, when did you hit a million acts? Do you even know? Um, we hit it a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, every school on average documents between seven and 9,000. Good grief. Uh, In that 15 day challenge. Within the 15 days. Yeah. Some schools, and then obviously that's the average. Then there's some schools that will hit, um, you know, 15, 20,000 handwritten acts. Um, and then in addition to all the shoes, we collect about anywhere from 50 to 70,000 pairs of shoes a year. Um, you know, so we hit it a while ago, but like this year, for example, like just this month in, in December or October, I'm way off. I've been traveling too much. <laughs> it's in, all right. In October, uh, just between September and October, I mean, we're, we have like 38 schools or 52 schools booked within six weeks. Um, right. Yeah. I saw you know, your, your, your travel schedule. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, um, and, and so each one, I mean, if each one does, you know, 5,000, you know, that's a substantial, that's a substantial number. So, um, 
so yeah so we but nowadays we don't really focus i mean obviously the kids like challenges um and now we really focus on more of the long-term impact but yeah that's that's amazing and at the, at the offshoots like the soap and i i mean who would have thought that just from what you were doing it would have had such a far-reaching impact that we can kind of each of us can kind of find a niche, even if it's just being nice. Yep. Even if that's our niche, just being nice to the guy in Starbucks. Yep. Maybe having a super bad day, but is kind to you anyway. Um, we have the ability to make a huge difference, but just like that kiddo found that they needed soap and so started to do it. It's, it's amazing how far reaching it can be. <coughs> Excuse me. So there was one story about, uh, shaving somebody had to shave their head for cancer or decided to last minute on stage okay remember that one can you tell me that story yeah that was in damani ranch uh high school in reno nevada and um and so basically we were doing a um we were doing a fundraiser to to raise funds for saint baldrick's and uh, and so we we had this day where we wanted uh to everyone to shave their heads and um, there was actually more females that ended up raising money than males, which was awesome. But then all of a sudden you get all the students and the energy and the power in the room was just awesome. And then this one, uh, one female jumps up and says, I want to shave my head, but it's last minute. She didn't raise any money. And so then we, we go, okay, well, you need at least $250. Everybody who's got $250. You know, who wants to pitch in a dollar, two dollars, three dollars? Everyone's just reaching in their pockets, just passing cash up. And um, and so we got her mom on the phone. And obviously, you know, you don't want Susie Q to go home and <laughs> so what <happened>? <laughs> with a shame chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and and so we so that was really awesome for our kids to see that. But then we started getting more, and then it was just this entourage of more people saying, Hey, I'll do it too, I'll do it too. And um it's just really powerful because it makes it a lot more apparent that, um, you know, it's uh, hair grows back, but it's showcasing that you're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to make yourself less so someone else can, be, can become more. And I thought that was pretty fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I would be thrilled if my daughter came home with her head shaved and I knew why. Yeah. But I, is it, is it, was it $400 that people ended up donating for her to shave her head it was yeah i forget what the number was exactly but it was a, a a big amount you know and we've done those events we've done it where kids get we place them in a wheelchair they have to raise 250 dollars to get outside their wheel get back out of their wheelchair uh you know it's more of an empathy training um you know we've had some kids that go barefoot and they have to raise x dollars to get their shoes back obviously this is all volunteer based but it's showing that you can have fun with kindness you know right now we're doing a we're about to launch a new program called donate your birthday um where kids you're allowed to get presents from your your parents but you ask everyone else to make a donation online 100 percent of that money goes to support kids in africa and you're actually connected with the orphanage that's getting your birthday money and um and then you'll get a present from the kids in the orphanage for your birthday um, as a thank you. And so um, something that's we're just rolling out, but again, trying to, to showcase that you could sacrifice certain things, materialistic possessions that we, you know, that we have to make someone else's day a little bit better. You know, living in the States, living in a developed country, you know, there's something that 
um, I always say when you have a problem, like it's just, this is a first world problem. Like if you're running late to a meeting, you're like, well, cause of traffic, well, it's a first world problem. I mean, they have traffic in developing countries too, but you know, I have a car, I actually have a meeting to go to for a business that I'm running for, you know what I mean? They're, those are privileges that those are problems that other people would love to, to step into. Um, and so, and we're fortunate to have those problems. So what I'm hearing, which I, I love, and I think I'm pretty spot on is that we, we do have struggles in this country. We have homelessness, we have suicide, we have drug abuse. We, we have broken families. We have a lot of issues that these kids are going through or even adults are going through, but to take yourself, to remove yourself a little from that and see that first, you're not alone. Second, it could be far worse somewhere else. And by just putting yourself in someone else's shoes, becoming empathetic and in turn becoming compassionate towards them puts <coughs> maybe what we're going through in a perspective a little bit more. Yeah. So in the last 10 years, what's been the biggest surprise other than the fact that this has grown exponentially? I mean, I don't know if you saw that or you hoped for that, but what's the biggest surprise? Um. I mean, there's several surprises in myself on, on being able to, to take this to where we're at. Um, and in addition, um, just to see the, the offshoots that have come of it, like you said, from soap to what we're doing in Africa and now we're going into Ghana. Um, and, and so every, every, those are the main ones is just seeing where we're, you go and you speak to one and seeing it grow. And now we're starting to get a lot more traction. Um, and where we're getting speaking requests coming in from all across the country, we're getting, um, you know, in, individuals reaching out to us from around the world on social media. Uh, so it's starting to get traction, but you know, like any entrepreneur, like you, the, it's the downside is that you've accomplished a lot, but you never really look in the review mirror very often. You're always looking, okay, well, all that stuff's great. High five. But I still got 10 more steps to go to get to this next block. And then you've got 10 more to go and 10 more to go. Um, you know, so sometimes it's, uh, I have to remind myself to, to kind of slow down, look back and, and appreciate what um, our team has accomplished. And now you have a team. So it started out as you and how did the growth happen within the, because I worked in nonprofits a lot and I, I completely understand your struggle with that. So how, how did that happen? Um, well, it started just as a part-time thing and then we reached, uh, then I went full-time and then realizing that the organization wasn't very scalable. So I opted to, to step down as a full-time employee um, and hire uh, like a 20, 30 hour a week employee. And so now then I got another job um, working part-time. So basically I cut my pay in half to hire someone else and gave them my half the pay, realizing that that will, if I just put in, you know, 40, 60 hour weeks, that I'll be able to grow faster by having two of us on board. And so then it took about a year of that until I was able to come back full time. And so then from there, um, we hired an additional part-time employee um, that works on you know, sending out thank you cards and just general office assistance. And, um, and so then we have a working board. Our speakers are all, um, you know, they're not full time. They just contract with us uh, per speaking engagement. And, um, and so then that's kind of where we're at. Wow. So 
I mean, that's huge. That, those are huge accomplishments. I think people don't realize what it takes to start this up and do this, this idea that you had and making it a reality that you were working another job while you were doing this. And, you know, we don't take a step back often and think about, I, I see you where you are now. I don't see the work that you had to put in to get to where you are now. And so tell me where you want to go. Cause you are worldwide to some degree, you're in Africa, you're all over the United States. People are seeking you out instead of you um, asking them if you can be part of their school. Where do you see this going? What's the, what would be the biggest, best thing that you can imagine? Um, well, I mean, our goal is, is to be like the, the, the center point for inspiring kindness in schools. And so that's our goal. Um, and creating those those programs, um, where our 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 new goal is to really have 200 schools take part in our kindness career year-round kindness program, um, and so we're really working on developing that. That's where we notice the largest impact, creating sustained results. And so our um, our team is working really hard to develop that program um, and to perfect it, to perfect it, to make it scalable. The more scalable it is, the more um, affordable it is for schools, uh, and also get grant funding to help subsidize that as well, um, because that will one in turn be a recurring revenue source for the organization, so we can hire. Um, individuals to fulfill orders, design the programs, and turn on the lights. Um, and then, in addition, um, you know, our speaking is is pretty consistent. We're at a point now where we will be bringing on more more speakers. However, the focus right now is on the year-round program. That's amazing. And one thing that I heard that you said in there is that working with the schools is where you've had the biggest results. So what you're telling me is it's the kids. Oh yeah, for sure. It's the kids. Brian, thank you so much for taking your time with me and sharing. Brian Williams can be found through thinkkindness.org. It's also brian at thinkkindness.org for email, but easy to find, um, easy to look at, and easy to be part of. And I, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you so much for listening in to Jen Taylor Rerouting. Like, share, and of course, comment. I welcome input with attitude. Get a copy of my book on Amazon, Hello, My Name is Warrior Princess, or check out my website, jentaylor.net. And if you still want more, sign up for one of my coaching packages.